Well, guys, welcome back to another segment of Success Stories with Sid. Today, we have Eddie here from Four Media Marketing. Hello, Eddie. How are you? I'm great. I'm great, Sid. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. So just to get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So uh, Four Media Marketing is, uh, is my business. We basically work with uh, small to large e-commerce brands to basically help them scale up. Um, you know, a lot of people we work with are actually people that are just starting out in the e-commerce space, don't really know what they're doing, but they have the budget or the funding behind them. Uh, and we basically put the SOPs and the processes in place, uh, as well as the marketing to be able to create that kind of e-commerce system online for them and help them thrive as long as they can take care of the logistics part of it. Gotcha. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing marketing for about six years. Four Media has been operating as an official registered company for the last three years. So pretty cool stuff. So you guys are primarily focused on the e-commerce space, I take it. Yeah. Uh, e-commerce space. Um, I myself just on the side, like created a program to teach just any business owner how to do their own marketing just because I saw that a lot of business owners happen to be like burned in the past by marketing companies just because, you know, everyone tries to do marketing now and, you know, business owners pay people to do something that they don't really know what they're doing. Uh, but our business as a whole, yeah, we primarily focus on e-commerce businesses. Yeah. It's a huge space. So, um, in the e-commerce space, what do you find to be one of the most effective forms of marketing? Is it Facebook marketing? Is it running Instagram ads, influencers? What's your approach? Look, you know, it's crazy. Uh, it really depends on the brand itself and kind of like where the customers are for that brand. Uh, but quite frankly, what we do is like a hybrid mix of all three. Uh, so we do Facebook and Instagram. That's, I would consider that one. Uh, influencer marketing is two and then three is, is Google for sure. Um, you'd be surprised since Google opened their Google shopping, um, function a few years ago, um, how much people actually buy stuff through Google. Um, I'd say probably as a business as a whole, as a platform, it's probably second to Amazon in regards to how many people actually transact on it. Uh, and most people don't actually know that. So they really neglect that source as a, as a huge source of revenue. Hmm. Interesting. So what are your biggest tips for people getting into marketing? Um, definitely start small. I think too many people, um, they, they have this misconception of marketing and, and look, man, um, I've worked with hundreds of businesses over the last few years. Um, some spending, you know, $10 million a month in marketing, some spending as low as 400, $500 a month. Um, and first thing before I get into like what I think the best advice for marketing is, um, first things first is like everyone should be marketing. Uh, I see so many businesses stuck. Um, and the main two reasons they're always stuck is either they're not hiring or they're not marketing and more likely than not, it's usually the marketing side of things. Um, so that's step one. First of all, any advice to business owner, like allocate a set budget to marketing. If you look at the big brands like Coca-Cola, KitKat, Procter and Gamble, all these big companies, they allocate a set amount of percentage towards marketing. And if they don't reach that quarterly at the end of the quarter, they force themselves to spend the rest of the budget because they know that's a necessary part of the business growth. So that's one, but two, uh, advice to business owners. I think a lot of business owners jump in too quick. They spend too much money too quick. Uh, they lose it on something that they didn't really understand, uh, what, where the marketing was going and how to track it. And then from that point on, that's where most businesses get ruined because the business owner has a mentality of marketing doesn't work. Uh, yeah, I've spent on marketing. I've done this. I've done that. 
none of it works. Word of mouth is definitely the best way to go. I stick to that all day long. You know what I mean? Uh, and it just really splits the path. And there's the other group of business owners who do some marketing, see some results and are like, wow, this is really cool. Let me figure this out a lot further because I realize that this is where most of my business is going to be coming in from. So I, my best advice is like, don't make an assumption that marketing doesn't work. There's so many different platforms all the way from mailers to social media, to radio, to email marketing. There's just so many ways to market that no one can say marketing doesn't work. Each business has its own way that it makes it work, whether it's B2B, B2C. And I think it's important that business owners are very open-minded in regards to figuring out marketing. Even if at the beginning you have to spend a huge portion of your budget. I know I'm kind of rambling, but I want to tell you a pretty cool story. So, um, you have two audio companies, right? And this is like, I love comparing these two guys. You have Bose and then you have Beats by Dre, right? Um, which one is, you know, more known right now in the world? Right now? Yeah. Or in the world? I, I'd go with Bose. Bose? Okay. Yeah. You, okay. So you'd be surprised to find out how many users are using Beats, especially between your age and the age of like 35 compared to people that are using Bose headphones. Okay. Definitely. I'm not talking about like sound system. I'm just talking about like actual right, headphones. Yeah. Right. They're so big that so Apple. Domestically Beats is huge. Um, but like, I, I think internationally Bose has a bigger uh, base. Cool. So, partly because they're a bigger company and they have more dollars to spend. Of course. And um, they've been around for decades. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so Beats got so big so quick that it had to get acquired by Apple. The reason was, if you actually look at Beats books, Beats spent about 40% of its revenue on marketing. Okay. Bose spends less than 10% on marketing. Uh, and you can tell like Beats in a matter of two, three years went from like, who knows what this company is to the biggest company. Every celebrity is wearing them on their commercials. Uh, they just completely dominated the market to the point where they, they got bought out by Apple for tons of money. You know what I mean? Uh, the reason was they were willing to understand that 40% of our budget goes to marketing, we can create such a brand presence that a company like Apple would be willing to come and buy us out and we'd be pretty much set for life at that point. So just the difference of mentality, understanding that marketing is actually an asset for your business, um, I think is probably the number one rule when it comes to business owners that I see separate people from like making like a million dollars and making like $50 million, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, with my company, Curiosity, we have a CMO and he handles all the marketing. Um, we have an e-commerce store as well. It's powered by Shopify. Mm -hmm. um, we sell space-related merchandise um, just as another source to create additional revenue. Um, and for that, uh, I don't know much about marketing personally myself, but from my experience, uh, we, we saw more returns when we made multiple subsets for ads on Facebook instead of concentrating all our money on just one ad and just diversifying our subsets and testing them out to see which one performs the best and then doubling down on that. Can you talk more about the importance of experimenting in the marketing space versus putting all your money into just one ad? Yeah, for sure. So um, I won't even say one ad, I'll say even, I'll take it a step further and say one audience, even if there's 10 ads inside of it. And uh, it's crazy, like we dealt with, honestly at this point, it's probably say a thousand businesses in the last three years. And almost every time we sit down as a team, we brainstorm what the business's idea is, how we're going to sell it. And we, we, don't, we mark down three or four different angles. We make 10 different ads and everyone makes bets on like what ad is going to be the best. You know what I mean? And it's so funny. I'd say nine out of 10 times, no one on the team guesses which one is actually the best ad. 
And the reason is everyone has their own perception of what is attractive to them and what is not, whether, you know, all the way down to the opposite sex, you know what I mean? You look at girls differently than I might look at girls. And so the same goes to marketing. Obviously each person has their own taste that caters to them and different copywriting and words that cater to them. And as a business owner, especially starting out, if you don't have a CMO or someone whose job is strictly marketing, it's very easy to make a lot of assumptions because you run the business to think why your business is so good and why it's going to attract people. And sometimes business owners get way too technical about, you know, what it is that they're selling and why people want to buy it. Um, and that causes them to, you know, make a few, even if it's more than one ad, make a few different angles to target people. And those angles usually don't work. And that's just because you're trying to talk to, for example, 25 to 35 year old single women, and you're a 50 year old man running a business. You, it's very hard for you to empathize with them and understand where they're coming from. So like rule of thumb is always to test multiple audiences, um, who have different interest levels, but also try maybe three to five different angles. It could even be the same photo, you know, on the ad, as long as your headline is different and the angle that you're taking to make the sale uh, and sell that person psychologically on whatever it is that you're selling. Uh, I think that's a huge, huge key um, in a business. Like just today, actually, I just looked at someone's business that's doing about 150,000 a month. He's, uh, he's just, just a couple years older than you, um, doing about 150K a month. And I looked at his business and like, he hasn't even tested more than two ads. He hasn't, you know, ran different audiences. He's running to the same two, three audiences the whole time. Um, and it's crazy because like, just if he just made more audiences and more ads, I, I bet this guy would be able to take his business to $500,000 in a matter of like 30 to 60 days. Uh, that's the level of impact that it has. And I mean, you experience it firsthand. We see it day to day, but really the person with the most testing and creatives from an advertising perspective wins because they have the better data. They understand what's working and what's not working rather than just what they think is going to work, you know? Right. I mean, people who have more specialized audiences, once they figure out by experimenting with multiple demographic factors and pinpointing their audience, once they get it, they see higher returns um, by spending the same amount of money. If they spend more money, their returns go even higher. So yeah, definitely agree with you there. It ends up benefiting you in the end. Um, a lot of people now uh, are starting personal brands um, and they are the product themselves, marketing themselves. Uh, what, what would you recommend is the best approach to start marketing yourself? Because I know I've tried personally running Instagram ads on my personal profile to attract more followers, um, but I haven't seen much success with that. So what would be the best way for me to approach and build my personal brand and for a lot of the listeners today to build their own personal brand? Okay, cool. It's a great question. Um, so first thing I'd say is, look, man, it takes a lot of time. It's not an overnight thing. Um, you look at people like I like to use Gary Vaynerchuk since like everyone knows him at this point, this guy took 10 years to build his personal brand. Everyone just sees like, holy, this guy is like so far, you know what I mean? But it took him 10 years, man. And like, I've been building my personal brand on social media probably for the last, I mean, honestly, for since social media came out, technically I've never like faulted on social media. I've always tried to represent myself in a certain business light since I was like 17. You know what I mean? Now I'm 26. Um, and I'd say like aggressively with intent the last two years, I've been building a personal brand between like forcing myself to post a certain amount of times, frequency, um, and a certain amount of, um, you know, topics that I'd like to talk about. But I'd say most important thing is to be yourself. 
Um, that's number one, like too many people are trying to be someone else and people read through that pretty easily on social media. Like I can, I can go to a profile, see someone's video and tell right away if I'm like, if it's like, I guess the term is like cringe, what people would say, you know what right, I mean? They're, yeah. trying, they're, they're trying to be something that they're not. Um, a lot of the I, internet gurus. Yeah. 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 And even, even the people that aren't even trying to be like internet guru status, just like people trying to, you know, be someone they're not or give advice that they're not really comfortable giving. Um, I say just like be yourself. Like if you really like space, man, like your whole profile should be about space. And there is, and what, what people, the mistake people think is like, oh, there's not an audience for whatever I'm doing or whatever I like, but dude, there's more than 7 billion people in the world. You know what I mean? 330 in the U S alone, 330 million. Like, dude, the market is huge. You know what I mean? Like there is millions of people, if not tens or hundreds of millions that like the same exact thing that you do. And at the end of the day, man, it's a frequency and a time game. You got to just play this game long enough. There are, like I said, 7 billion people in the world. That's not even including brands and stuff. That's just people. Right. Um, and they're all competing for the same attention that you are. So too many people think, okay, I'm going to post a few times, run a few ads and magically like my life is just going to change and I'm going to become like some Instagram celebrity. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really about frequency. If you think about it for yourself, Sid, you go to someone's profile, they got 35 posts and they're amazing posts. They're sick. You know what I mean? You're probably not going to follow this guy. He has 35 posts compared to, I'm just saying in comparison to someone who has 800 posts, you know what I mean? With right. eight out of 10 content instead of 10 out of 10 content, he is, you know, eight out of 10 on the content, like quality scale, but he's got 800 posts. You're much more interested in that person's profile, not only because he has so many, but now you're able to get to know them without waiting for the next video to come because there's so much already there. So a lot of people I notice come to my profile, for example, they'll watch a video, then they'll watch like 15 other videos and then they'll follow me. You know what I mean? But if I didn't have those 15 other videos, they most likely would not have followed me from one video. You know what I mean? Um, so consistency and just really just being who you are, um, but doing it with intent, man. Like too many people just, you know, I'm going to post this day. I'm going to post this day. If you don't plan it, it's really not going to happen. So you got to force yourself to do it by planning this week. I have to commit to four posts every single, you know, this week, four posts, next week, five posts, next week, four posts. You have to do it with intent and plan it out ahead of time. Otherwise you're, you're never going to get it done, honestly. What platforms do you think are best for businesses to market uh, for B2B businesses, um, for B2C businesses, and then for personal brands? Okay, cool. So uh, B2C uh, is, I mean, the obvious ones, all social medias, and I don't limit it to any one like Facebook or Instagram. Like you can market on Snapchat. Some of our biggest brands market on Pinterest. No one would ever think to market on Pinterest. Um, so obviously TikTok, you know what I mean? There's all the social media, anything right. B2C, social media, that's where the attention's at, especially with coronavirus going on. Um, that's like massive attention. I see, dude, I see some people's phones, like we'll be at dinner and they'll accidentally pop up like their Instagram insights and I'll see like six hours a day. I'm like, dude, that is a lot of time. You know what I mean? And right. so that's where people's attention is. So B2C there, B2B, my answer is going to surprise you massively, but it's social media. It's Facebook and Instagram. Um, our agency targets businesses. We don't target people. We target businesses. And we have probably 20 to 25 people every single day filling out applications on our websites to work with us, businesses. Okay. And that's all for marketing on Facebook and Instagram. Not even emails, not even all the other stuff that we do. That's just Facebook and Instagram. And that's because the data that these companies have is so big at this point that you can literally take, and here's what we do. 
we literally go online. Let's say we want to target people who are in the space industry, right? That's who we want to target as a business. We'll go and we'll scrape every company name and every company exec information who's in the space industry. We'll scrape them all into an email list. Let's say 10,000 people is what it comes out with. And we'll upload that to Facebook and Instagram and actually match it to their profiles. So now we're actually targeting those people directly. So like, instead of sitting there guessing what kind of interest do these people have, we just get straight to the point. We find their info, we upload it to Facebook and we say, find these people and run ads to them. You know what I mean? And we get right to the point. I mean, like, dude, I, we could, you could get so deep into targeting that I could just target my wife and no one else. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just crazy the things that can do. And so many people neglect it and they shift to like email marketing, cold calling, LinkedIn, um, and LinkedIn's organic is definitely the strongest, but like from an actual paid acquisition standpoint, spend a dollar, get 10 back. Social media is still the best way, even B2B. And like so many people neglect it. We work with huge companies that go B2B and like they just don't have a solution until we come around and kind of do it our way. So it's pretty cool the things that you can do. Uh, and then I guess brand building is, you know, all organic social media. I would say like Instagram. Uh, Facebook's still good. People think like it's kind of outdated, but people heavily use Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is the most watched channel in the world. So I would obviously go to YouTube. Um, and then LinkedIn is good just for organic because like you can literally wake up overnight, have no friends, and then you don't have 10,000 likes on your photo. So besides TikTok, there's no other platform that can do that for you. Um, so I would definitely put LinkedIn up there for sure. But I personally prioritize Instagram, but that's just because I've invested in it so long in the feed mm -hmm. is so good on Instagram. Like you can go to a profile and check it out. Whereas like LinkedIn, I think is a lot harder still on going to someone's profile and seeing all the things they've posted. It's like, you know, they just shows you like one to three things that they've recently done. Uh, right. whereas, you know, you go to Instagram, you automatically go to the post. It's right to the brand. Um, so that's why I personally like Instagram the most. Mm. You know, it's interesting you brought up TikTok because Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about TikTok and its organic reach and how you can reach a massive amount of people overnight just by posting. Um, so in terms of that, a lot of businesses are hesitant to pursue uh, applications like TikTok just because it's so new and they don't understand how they could create content on there. So what's your opinion on that? Should businesses move to TikTok? Um, it depends on the business, uh, not what they're selling, but the bandwidth of the business owner and the team itself. So for example, if you are barely making an Instagram and Facebook presence, like you should not be going to TikTok. Like you need to, you know, you need to figure out, you know, your, your front lawn before you go to your neighbors. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so like if you have your brand already set out, Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, then it's so easy to post similar content, all of them. You can literally make a video on TikTok and then just repost the same thing to Instagram and Facebook. And now your content's on all three and you made it through TikTok. So I would definitely recommend to be on TikTok. Um, it's attention span is very high. The intent is very low. So what I mean by that is like, I think the buying power of people on TikTok is still pretty low. We run probably like 300 influencer campaigns a week on TikTok. So I'm pretty familiar with like the conversion numbers. Um, a lot of people are running, dude, you wouldn't believe it, but like this is the power of TikTok right now at the same time. I know people that are running three to $6 million businesses. All they're doing is giving people on TikTok free products and they're talking about their free products and they're making 300, $400,000 a month at like 80% margins. 
um, and they're like 18, 19, 20 years old, and all they're doing is just giving free stuff to people on TikTok. The downside of TikTok is it's not very localized, so it's really cool for growing a brand, you know, internationally, I guess. Um, but unless you have something to monetize where everyone can buy it, whether they're 17 or whether they're 35 in, in Egypt or they're, you know, 23 in France, um, basically what I'm trying to say is like, you should definitely be selling something e-commerce wise if you're heavily pursuing a TikTok strategy, because, um, that's the only way that you're going to be able to connect with those people. You, you can't really localize it the same way you can other platforms. Mm. Um, also with a lot of social media platforms when companies make targeted ads, sometimes they go too specific with their audience. Other times they're too broad. Um, so their marketers refer to it as like the Goldilocks zone for um, their audience. How do businesses find that? Um, honestly, it goes back to our point about running more ads and more audiences. It all comes down to testing at the end of the day. Um, you know, times have really changed the last six to 12 months when it comes to advertising. And you wouldn't know unless every day you're spending tens of thousands of dollars on ads. Um, but Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, all these platforms, uh, the ad platforms for these companies have become so intuitive and the AI is just so powerful that really we've gotten to a point where sometimes like we will test campaigns that are spending, you know, $10,000 a day for a company. And the best audience, like sometimes six out of 10 times will be just an open audience with no interest, just everyone 25 to 35, you know what I mean? And these, these platforms are so good at understanding data, like the AI itself, that it knows the people that are buying on your website are similar to these kind of people. And if you just give it open targeting and say, go free and find whoever you want, they don't have to be interested in this one thing. Facebook, Instagram, especially are so good at just finding the most probable buyers for your business or the most probable person to fill out a form on your website or give you a phone call. And it reaches out to those people. So how you want to think about it is it's really pocket marketing. So like when you go and you run an audience on Facebook to run an ad and it says a million people, uh, a lot of people are like, okay, cool. I'm reaching this million people, but really you're just reaching a small pocket inside of this million people. Right. And so over time, the more you spend and the more frequently you spend, Facebook gets, figure, gets good at figuring out which pockets inside of these million people are the ones that are closest to your buyer type personas. And then so open audiences actually are working a lot recently rather than interest targeting. So when it comes to like the golden zone that you're talking about, um, it, really, it really doesn't matter as much as it used to. Um, in regards to that, because it, as long as you know who the persona is and like you're a business owner, you're smart enough to look at your customers and know, okay, majority of my customers are parents of three to six year olds, you know, living in this area, these platforms do the rest of the work for you. Whereas 10 years ago, you know, we're depending on radio ads, TV ads, data and mailers, you know what I mean? A billboard, it's very hard to track that data and find where your golden zone is. Whereas now your golden zone is the AI platform for these ad softwares because they do the work for you and kind of pinpoint it over time. So hopefully that's a, a pretty good answer. I'm sure you probably didn't expect that. Yeah, I didn't actually. Yeah, that was a good answer. Um, where do you think the industry is headed as a whole? You know, we went from radios and print ads to now social media, digital marketers like Gary Vee think that it's going to be headed to, uh, more voice-based applications like Alexa. And so he's working on his Alexa skills app. So 
So where do you think would be people's attention in the future? Um, I think for the next uh, 10, 15 years, it's really anything involving a phone. Uh, it's only going to get worse. Um, so I, I know Gary V is all about Alexa and voice and all this stuff. Uh, but I don't think that's something in the next 10 years that's going to be like a major player. Um, and I don't really recommend anyone investing in it. Gary V has way bigger bandwidth, so he can have, you know, five people right. work on Alexa um, and hope that there's a return in 10 years. And then 10 years later, he'll say, I told you guys Alexa was the play. You know what I mean? But like, right. it doesn't make sense for everyone else to invest the next 10 years in Alexa and voice apps. Um, I do think voice is becoming like, really history is kind of a cycle you know, we went from voice to now video to back to voice kind of, and it's strictly based on convenience and time, like a podcast mm -hmm. like this or people right. using Spotify, um, audible, things like that. Um, that's cool. But I don't think that that's where majority of the time is going to be spent by people. Very rarely do you see people sitting at home, just an example on the couch, listening to a podcast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're probably driving most of the time or same if they're listening to an audible book, they usually use it as a filler of time um, so that they're educating themselves rather than listening to like music. Um, and I don't foresee in the future where people are investing three, four hours a day listening to voice, but I definitely see people going from three, four hours a day on their phone to six to eight hours a day on their phone. And I'm already seeing over the last three years, how much more people are using screens so anything on a phone, a handheld mobile device is definitely where all attention should be. All money should be spent. Nothing should be spent elsewhere, in my opinion. That, yeah, that's true. Uh, my TED Talk, it actually got released today. Um, and in it, I talked the importance about how more and more people are on their smartphone right now. So if you own any type of business, it would be a wise investment for you to create organic content. Um, it's part of the reason why I started this podcast. It's because I wanted to create more content so I could get more visibility. So over time, I can build that audience. So as long as you have a core following, you can use that for whatever venture you go into. It's not limited into just e-commerce. Um, and so for my last question, if you could give one piece of advice to an entrepreneur who's just starting out and doesn't know anything about marketing, what would it be? Um, if there's anything to know about marketing, I would say, um, First of all, there's a lot of free YouTube content, obviously, to learn a lot of the stuff. Um, I got my degree in marketing and I didn't learn anything from my degree, really. I don't apply, at least I don't apply anything from my marketing degree. It's all available online on YouTube. Don't overcomplicate it. Too many people like want to become an expert on marketing when really you just got to learn the first two basic steps of the, you know, concepts about the psychology of marketing and then where to actually run ads or find attention to people and just get started. You know, too many people just linger and, Oh, I'm not, I'm not super good at it. So I don't want to spend $300 and waste my money. But like at the end of the day, you know, $300 on a business or a thousand dollars on a business is nothing in the long run. If that's what it costs for you to learn the lesson of how to become profitable from a marketing perspective. So just get started on YouTube. Don't overcomplicate it. Spend some money, burn some money, consider it just money that you spend out on dinners or on clothes um, and use that as a lesson to kind of learn for yourself and evaluate where you're at and kind of get yourself ahead of the game while other people are scared to do that. That would be my advice. Well, that, that's a great answer. Well, Eddie, I would like to thank you for coming onto the podcast. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed it and got something insightful out of it. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.